Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Oh my goodness, the Joker is returning to the big screen. Oh my God. Was he ever really gone? Not really. He was behind you. <laughs> the whole time? The whole time, yeah, yeah. He's putting kick me signs on your back. There's hundreds on there. That's so the Joker or some version of the Joker. So twisted. Yeah. And look, if we're talking about Joker 2019, we cannot go past Batman 1989, which was the first, well, not the first movie adaptation, was it? Because, you know, that was the first movie adaptation of anything. (laughs) Because obviously there's a 1966 version. Uh But it seems like this was the version that made people go, oh my God, comic books can be real and cool. It certainly did for me. Like when I was a kid, I watched the 1960s Batman TV show because it was on after school. It's fun. And it was fun. And I always watched it and went, it's fun that these guys, they're putting on the costumes and they have, we're all having a bit of fun. Like, you could t- kind of get the vibe that it was kind of camp. And then one day, I was at the movie theatre and I saw a trailer for Batman 1999 and I went, oh, my God, Batman is real. <laughs> he's real and he exists in the real world and he's kind of scary now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there is that sense. Well, there was a sense at the time. I barely remember it. But there was this kind of like, this is the realest thing you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. But looking back, comparatively, like this and the 66 version, they're both ridiculous they're in so different camp. ways. This, this one is yeah. still so camp. Yeah. But it's just, it's it's camp in drag. Yeah. It's camp in tough guy drag is <laughs> what this, is, is, what this yeah. movie is. Hey, look, also, before we get into this, if people could leave a like on this video, that would be super helpful. Mm. And you know what else would be helpful? What's that? If this movie didn't say it just at the start that it's based on the characters by Bob Kane. And Bob Kane alone. Oh, that's right. It did too, yeah. That was only something that was recently fixed. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Batman famously created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Mostly Bill Finger. Mostly Bill Finger, (laughs) exactly. The the iconic look, the cape, the costume, the bat symbol. The entire thing. Because it was a domino mask... And a red and costume a red suit, and bat wings? Like some big, like some big stiff bat wings. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty good. No. You're right, it wasn't good, yeah. What do you think of the look of Gotham in this film? I like it. Me too. Again, it's it's anachronistic. It's taken the character of Gotham from the comic books, which is kind of like, it's more or less a normal city, but it's got like weird giant props, like giant typewriters and Absolutely. big novelty signs or whatever. Tim Everything Burton. looks like a weird soundstage. Exactly. And I think Tim Burton has gone with, let's make the city, and this is probably a cliche, but make the city a character of its own, and yeah. kind of. And I think that ver- this version 
sort of gothy steampunk weirdness universe has sort of carried on through a lot of different versions. The animated, like the animated version, series, certainly. Yeah. The Arkham games yes. have a great sense of just like this city is weird and monstrous yeah. and why does it still exist? You don't really get that sense as much in the Dark Knight trilogy. A little bit, you know, when they go to like the Narrows and things like yeah. that. But then if you go Batman v Superman, it just looks like any other city really. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really have that kind of personality. It's like it's across you, from Metropolis. And then when you go to Justice League, it's just a, a series of green blocks that they've <laughs> drawn a city on top of. <laughs> absolutely. Using visual effects. You know what's great in this movie? What's that? Look, I'm kind of up and down on this. I've, I've rubbed them might. before. You have, that's true. I want to say, again, it's silly. Tim Burton's had some hits and some misses. And I love this as a kid. Every frame still holds up for me. <laughs> right. I still love it. I mean, not everything. Like the, the Prince soundtrack, I'm not super fond me of. Me neither. Yeah, I, I feel like that is the, the one thing that kind of... Dates it maybe? Yeah, maybe dates it or kind of like breaks it out of this timelessness. Yes. Like if it was all if it was an all classical soundtrack, I think this could be set whenever and it yeah. would be well, it's got that aesthetic, doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, like kind sure. of 1930s cars, but with like modern-ish televisions for the yeah, time right. and, and things but like that. you were that. saying. Well, the theme song's incredible. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. The Danny Elfman score, which of course was popularised by its inclusion in 2017's Justice League. That's right. And when they put it in that and they went, what version of Batman is this? It doesn't matter. <laughs> just put in the John Williams Superman theme. Yep. It doesn't matter. Everyone will stand up and cheer. <laughs> just, just do it. But of course, that went on to be the theme song for Batman the Animated Series. That's right. And a bunch of other stuff it's kind of popped up in. But it's still incredible. I really like the Hans Zimmer Batman stuff. Yeah, sure. I like mm-hmm. the Dark Knight. And I don't even mind the Batman score from Batman v Superman. It's just what that's also quite good. But you what cannot- about the Wonder Woman theme from Batman v Superman? I don't like it. <laughs> Me neither. Don't like it. It's bad. Yeah, I like the Man of Steel theme. But this song is just, it's so iconic and yeah. so it's it's uh-huh. as iconic as like the nana nana Batman song. For sure, yeah. yeah. And that opening sequence where we're sort of scrolling around the giant I guess the giant Batman logo. Yeah. I remember us being in the cinema going, What is going on? Where are we? <laughs> oh, we're in the logo. I thought we were in a ditch. No, we're not in a ditch. <laughs> That's incredible. Like, I'd love to know. I tried to find out how big that thing was because they're running a camera through it. I bet it's the size of this table. Yeah, you're but probably it's a right. Small, it it's a small foam disc. Yeah. Mm. But it really looks incredible because that's the kind of thing that you just do with CGI now. But obviously, that's you know that was yeah, then and uh-huh. that would have looked terrible if yeah. they had done that. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so I want to talk about the casting of Batman. Okay. So the studio apparently wanted... It's Michael Keaton. Case closed. <laughs> Very well done. Who did they want? Well, they want, I've got a number of names here. Okay. They wanted Mel Gibson, but he was doing Lethal Weapon 2. I think for the time, he would have been a really good choice. He would have been a really good choice, but I think that would have marred this movie for me forever. Yeah, like I, modern, modern day me, I'd be like, oh, why did I like that as a kid? <laughs> That's a bad choice, but yeah, okay. Yeah, but he was busy doing a Lethal Weapon sequel. Also, the mullet wouldn't have fit in the cowl. They would have trimmed it back or tied it in a little ponytail. He would have Batgirled it. He would have... Uh, Ray Liotta was offered the role as well as Dent and Joker, but he did Goodfellas, which I think is an excellent choice. Good call, yep. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Brosnan turned it down, which I don't mind oh. either. Uh, that would have been off the back of Remington Steel. I've, I've yeah. heard rumours that he might be Alfred in a new... Oh, in really? A, in a new Batman movie. I don't movie, mind that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Spielberg apparently wanted to do it at one point with... Spielberg? Harris- okay, I was going to say, <laughs> Spielberg's Batman, I love it! <laughs> with Harrison Put Ford? Put the baseball cap <laughs> yeah. under the cowl. What do you think about him doing it with Harrison Ford? Uh, sure, he would be a good Bruce Wayne, yeah. I think. Yeah. Again, at the time, uh, other names that were thrown up, it was pretty much every big name actually oh, yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Hanks, John Travolta, Mickey Rourke, Bruce Willis, Kevin Costner, Kevin Spacey. Ugh. Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was in. He was working in a clerk store for oh, real okay, that right. time. Nick Cage, Tom Cruise, 
Arnold and Emilio Estevez off the back of like the Brat Pack stuff, of course. Uh, Adam West was also apparently annoyed that he wasn't asked at the time to reprise the role. He was 61 at the time. But Tim Burton has stated in an interview since that he initially wanted Adam West and Julie Newmar, who of course play Catwoman, Catwoman yeah. one of the Catwomen sure, uh-huh. in that series, and yes. Batman, to play Thomas and Martha Wayne in a flashback. Oh, I see. But apparently that's not something that he ever went to Adam West with. Oh, he just is, thought of it one he day. He thought of it one day, yeah. <laughs> I guess for a lot of Tim Burton's life, he's often confused as to whether he actually did a thing or just dreamed a thing. <laughs> that's I true, yeah. He just drifted it out. There's a spiral staircase and, I don't know, there was a man covered in, I don't know, like stripy pyjamas. Who am I married to again? <laughs> Is it that witch? <laughs> Anyways, they obviously went with Michael Keaton at the end. He was sort of a comedic actor at the yeah, time. He'd he'd done was, like, he was Mr. Mom. Yeah, people most knew him from Mr. Mom. He'd done some more serious roles, which kind of helped him kind of turn things around in the eyes of the studio. But the Twitter of the time was, of course, sending letters. And yeah. this famous story being that 50,000 protest letters were sent to Warner Brothers regarding we don't want this guy as our Batman. Yeah. Which is like a paltry amount compared to like... The oh, t- these days, that, absolutely. That but but mean, at the time, that's yeah. insane. I mean, to send a letter. <laughs> I know, to send a physical <laughs> oh letter. Oh, my God. If, so, if 50,000 letters got sent these days, I'd be like, people really mean this. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, isn't that interesting as well? Because these days, people are like, oh, my God, they should get Keaton back as old Batman. For yeah, Batman absolutely. Or, like, they should get Keaton for bloody... And, and you know, and he was a great villain in uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, I think... The trailer definitely turned people around, which, by the way, is not a good trailer. Oh, it's if you bad. Watch it no, it's bad. I remember. But the imagery is still really compelling, and just the stills of him in the all black bat suit. Oh my yeah. god, that's such a. Good, it's again, you know, we've got fake muscles on it, but that's such a good design. Yeah. And again, like, uh, I don't love it. No, but all right. Uh, the cows. It looks like he, it's made out of mashed potato or something. Okay, no, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's really good in Batman Returns. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. love it as much. But look, and this. I think, and I think, you know, again, when some changes are made for an adaptation to a movie and they work, then they get slowly put into the back into the comic book version. Yes. And I think that's what happened with Batman is his costume started getting darker because he was a blue and grey or yeah, darkish yeah, yeah. at the time. I yeah. love, I love all the all black. I love the golden uh, utility belt. Yep, I like which that. has like a. It's only in it for a, for like one scene. But they built like a winch into it, like a mechanical winch. Oh right! I didn't so know. like all these bat equipment's on his back. Yeah, and then it sort of rotates around to the front. Oh, they right. they built. I, I used to have like the making of. Batman the movie book yes. somewhere maybe I still have it they made this incredibly complicated mechanism so that like you never see that you never really see yeah, but right. like when he need you know he needs his grappling hook and it would just kind of spin around his waist and appear on his front kind of thing and look to be fair most of his gadgets are just grappling hooks he's got the device that hits people in the nuts <laughs> sure. if they're jumping towards uh-huh. him and he's got the grappling hook that Splits Goes out in different ways, directions, yeah. but it's mostly grappling hooks. Well, that's, isn't I mean, it? he uses a smoke bomb. Okay, at but one here's point. the thing you're right, but also this is pioneering use of the Batman grappling hook. Because this movie invented Batman using yeah, a grappling really? hook. Because he before that, he had, he, like the, he rope, had the batarang. Yeah. He had the batarang on a rope. And this is the first one somebody... Like the gas ma- I mean, maybe it wasn't Burton, but clearly somebody in the production team was like, his arms would get real tired. Yeah. He's not reaching a rooftop with that. And so, also, he can't lift his arms above his head. Exactly. <laughs> this restrictive suit. Apparently, though, the Wall Street Journal even had an article. Well, we've got it here. You can look at it right, right now, where they were like, this is probably not a good idea and people hate this. But Warner Brothers were just like, this is great publicity. It's got people uh talking about it. And I think it's also the same with the Joker movie. There's so much back and forth about it before it's even out. That's true, yeah. But I think it's helping. What is the Wall Street Journal saying? Are they saying it's too dark or are they saying it's too silly? They're saying it's just not a good idea to cast Keaton as Batman. Or that's what Uh people are saying. So that wasn't really a thing that 
they would weigh in on. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So it was kind of a, a big deal at the time. And I also, mean, maybe Frizzy Hairstyles Weekly would, <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah. would weigh in. They'd certainly be qualified. Definitely. In the original script, though, and I could see why people might be upset because Bruce Wayne is described as a man with muscles on top of muscles and scarred from nightly combat. Yeah. But you don't get any of that sense. He's just like a small, He's just a small man in a man. turtleneck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The funny thing is about this, though, they apparently wanted to, they wanted to do a lot of sponsorship on Batman himself. They wanted him to be seen clearly wearing Nikes. Those oh, right. boots are modified Nike shoes. You can see yes, that. Yes, they are. That's uh, true, yeah. But yeah, they cut Tim Burton was like, no, this is a true movie. The, 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 this is the realest thing I've ever made in my life and um, we're not going to do any of that sponsorship. Of course, this kind of idea to kind of make everything a toy and, Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you... You should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible, so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off. Whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of sh- mother... Or... Sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, 
but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Sponsor everything and with Batman with a yeah. credit card, it was one of the contributing factors to eventually kill this particular. Oh, absolutely! Iteration. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This, I mean, Batman Returns especially like it was a it was a super dark you know adventure into the heart of a man's soul or whatever. But at the same time, they did have Happy Meal toys at McDonald's. Interestingly, if you remember, did you ever see Mystery Men? Yeah, the main character of that, although the 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 uh, Superman s yeah the big Captain him, Amazing yeah. played by Greg Kinnear, who's mm. like the, the the town's big superhero, yeah. his sponsorship He's logo. Head to toe, to, yeah. Yeah. To tow logos, yeah. Yeah, I like that. What's interesting about this version of Batman is it's not really his movie. We'll get to the Joker, obviously. Sure, uh-huh. But Keaton, you can't really go past how well he plays this. I mean, people remember the Let's Get Nuts scene. Sure it's they do. absolutely insane. It doesn't make yeah. any sense in the context of the scene. He's just lining himself up to be shot, it would seem. He really is, yeah. He's standing then, at like a distance apart where yeah. he couldn't even get near the Joker That's if he true. wanted what can to. He do? Yeah. I mean, maybe he had some gadgets hidden in that big double-breasted suit. Who knows? I was going to ask you about this because you know something about the deleted scene for well, this, there's right? Well, in the original script, which back in the day they would like make novelizations of these kind of movies and they would always, always use the original script because there wasn't enough yes. time to, to use the final shooting script. There's like a motorcycle chase after this. Does he put on a 
balaclava I think and he's he does, off, yeah. and he runs off down the street. Yeah, but it's yeah. not in this. Yeah. So. I think they might have even filmed that because maybe there are some image, imagery of it. I see. But I'm, I might be wrong on that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, like, people remember that scene. I, th- I mean, absolutely people remember the uh, I'm Batman. Well, apparently that, that was changed because in the script it was I am the knight. Oh. And Keaton was like, why don't I just say I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was some back and forth and some different ways of saying yeah. it. I'm Batman? I, I am Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. I'm Batman. But look, he doesn't. Then he's like, you're Batman. <laughs> no, Michael. You've gone too far. <laughs> You, the audience, are Batman. <laughs> but he does have those over-the-top moments in it, but there's moments where like, he's trying to tell Vicky Vale that he is Batman and he's mm-hmm. kind of stumbling over his words and he's trying to work around what he's trying to say. And he's, he's, he's a good actor. He's yeah, good in this. He really is. And I wish, even in the follow-up film, that they had have given him more to do and less like, well, this is really a villain-focused kind of freak yeah. show circus act. Well, I mean, I think yeah. maybe that is what attracted Burton to the, the directorial role yes. in this. Is like, well, Batman, you know, and I, I think, he, you know, he attempted to delve into the psyche of your Batman, but at the same time, there's only so far you can go, I think. Yes. If you're trying to do an origin story of a hero and he's got, you know, he's got goals and he's got to fight crime and, and fall in love and what have you, yeah. it's kind of, that, that kind of role is, is a little bit on rails. Yes, you, you get your villain. You can take it completely off the rails. Yeah, and that's you know, and that's one of Batman's strengths is he's got this insane rogue gallery Absolutely, of lunatics. Yeah. He's not very good at being Batman though, and I'm going to tell you why. Why is that? For one, those first muggers which he takes down, yeah, he doesn't collect the money or the credit cards that they <laughs> took yep. and give them back to the family. Maybe he posted them afterwards. Maybe he, Maybe did. he did. Maybe Alfred comes in on a helicopter, <laughs> but he just leaves. He just jumps off the roof. Yeah, like they have their fisticuffs, and he's like, "Tell everybody that I'm Batman." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> All, right. All right, no drama. See you later. <laughs> yeah. But he's also bad at his identity. Like when he brings Vicky Vale back to his house, he's hanging upside down. That's such a weird Tim Burton thing to be like. Isn't it though? Well, he's Batman, so he obviously he'd sleep upside down he's like a bat. all the characteristics of a bat. He's still a man. Mm. He's still a man with blood rushing to his head. And then she comes down to the kitchen in the morning. He's just got a bowl of fruit and he's just like... <laughs> Chomping at it, he's just chomping at a mango. <laughs> I also like how, as Bruce Wayne, he's this kind of buffoon walking around Wayne Manor, just putting things down, and Alfred's kind of picking up after him as he yeah, goes. Right. They've got this great, like, in sync chemistry yeah. kind of the going great Michael on. Michael Gow from uh, very yeah. many, many Hammer Horror films, legend of the game. <laughs> Absolutely, is, yeah. He's really good, and he stays for all four of these, mm. these movies. But even things like he'll just walk into gunfire. Yes. Like there's true. a moment where the Joker's on the steps and he just kind of walks out and he, the bullet goes through his sleeve. Yeah, right. He gets shot as Batman quite a lot. And even though he's like bulletproof, he Ish, seems to be yeah. like, I'll just kind of stand in the way of this and I'll yeah. it'll probably be okay. I think he needs to do more Batman-y things than, than walk. He does a lot of walking yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's I think a lot of that is the suit. Yeah. You do see him fight a little bit, but it's... Clunky for the most part. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, there is, there is also like a uh, an Indiana Jones kind of moment where he fights a guy with a bunch of swords. Yes, and then he just hits him in the nuts. He's bloody hits him in the nuts, mate. You know what I do like about this? Yes. For one, the many cameras that he has behind that mirror. But two, <laughs> yes. um, the Batmobile design. Even though you need a grappling hook to take a corner, yes. it's incredibly impractical. It's a hundred feet long oh if it's god. a day. Yeah. But what a great looking Batmobile. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I th- I I don't know if it's been superseded design wise. Well the tumbler's more of a it's a, a combat. Exactly. Tank. It's like I a, like the tumbler a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's like a the tumbler's like an armadillo on wheels. Yeah. It's not a bat vehicle. And everything else has been kind of Yeah, well the, the Batman v Superman one and the one in Justice League looks like a remote control car that's been 
bigged up. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. I don't hate it. Uh-huh. But it's not exactly. My design and either, the bat yeah. plane from the Dark Knight Rises is basically just like a like a Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, it is. Just a flying just block, a series really. of boxes <laughs> stacked together. Got an interesting Batmobile fit of trivia, though. I'm ready. In 1989, Patrick McLean, a college student from Virginia, won the engine-free prop offered in MTV's promotional Steal the Batmobile contest, and he intended to loan it out to like prop conventions and museums to make money, but he'd signed a contract which uh-huh. said that he couldn't do any of that. Yeah, he right. couldn't profit off this thing that he'd, that he'd won. Obviously, you can't drive around it either because it hasn't got an engine and in no it. Engine, and even right. if it had an engine in it, it could only go like 30. Yeah, and it's not shooting flames out the back, and that's no, what you want it for. that's a different separate mechanism they had to fire up. That yeah, wasn't right. connected to the engine anyway. But anyway, he still would lend it out regardless, and at one museum, the shift lever was stolen, and the car was also taxable and led to an IRS audit. So eventually, due to mounting expenses from a motorcycle accident, which he was involved in and the prize of $10,000 insurance premium McLean was forced to sell the Batmobile at a paltry sum so basically he was just cursed with this Batmobile that he couldn't to who? probably Nicolas Cage probably Nicolas Cage yeah I'd imagine it was mostly just a fiberglass shell that's what it would be exactly yeah Yeah. really inconvenient to be honest yeah you know what is rad in this? You tip it upside down, you got yourself a very luxurious bath. Though. Oh, you It's 100 know you feet long. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> but yeah, like that design is it, – and, it, and it's kind of like it combines some of the weird ones from the 30s, like the comic book versions, and yeah. the one from the 60s with the jet engine in the back. Yes, yeah. And it's also got that – weird stop motion armor system I around it, it which is good yeah and it's good for machine gunning factories and blowing people up you know it is yeah that's... you'll stand in front of it and say stop into a piece yeah. of 1989 equipment oh like God. that's gonna work every time <laughs> like that's not just gonna plow through it yeah yeah uh-huh. you know what's even better than that i would say what's that the batwing yeah. is fucking rad yeah and i don't like to use the word rad mason because it makes mm. me sound like an old dad <laughs> but i think in this instance it is absolutely 100 percent accurate look even though it's got this incredible targeting system that doesn't actually work oh my he can't, he can't <laughs> hit the broad side of a barn he's got so many guns on that thing <laughs> i mean he hits a bunch of people because he's a murderer yeah. i've got my kill count video yeah. which people could check out but it just gets shot with one bullet maybe it's a very long i bullet. think it's a very long it's 100 <laughs> feet long that of course Brings us to the Joker. Yes. We finally got around oh, to look, it. Look, if I may, why have they ever done another design for the Batplane? Completely agree. It's perfect. It, it, 100%. And, and even, like, it's so good that even the scene when it flies up onto the moon and it makes the bat symbol, which I think in any other situation would be like, that's a little bit on the nose. I'm it's like, the best that's, thing that's ever happened. It's exactly. It's rad. It's right? so rad. <laughs> The Joker, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. So there's a moment at the start when he's just Jack Napier. There's a lot of controversy around that because he'd never really been named before. Yeah. uh And it doesn't really matter because some versions he is, some versions he isn't. Like since then, that's kind of been the idea. Yeah, right. But there's a moment where he hands a corrupt cop money in a sandwich, like two bits of dry bread, just in the middle of the night. Yes. Like that's going to be something that if somebody saw it, they'd be like, Oh, it's just a gangster meeting a cop in the middle of this Giving dark alley. Giving him a sandwich. 3 a.m. in the morning. That's right. I mean, it looks like he's handing him a bribe, but it does have bread around it, so I guess it's just a lettuce sandwich on, on rye. Thanks for the dough, you could say. <laughs> the people wouldn't they'd think no, no. it was the sandwich. Also, there's nobody around. <laughs> there's nobody the around, night, true, yeah. yeah. The surgeon did such a bad job on the Joker. I mean, he turned him into the Joker, in fairness. That face is like... You couldn't you couldn't have done better than that. I know you're a back alley surgeon, but mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> you know the the moment where for some of this movie he's got the skin colored makeup over, That's the, so good, over yeah. the white Joker makeup. Uh-huh. The way that they had to do the scene where he'd like wipe it off and you've yeah. got the Joker makeup underneath. 
it was so elaborate and it's layers of like different materials. So one will wipe off and the one, one will one stay. Yeah. You'll use uh-huh. a special rubbing alcohol to get one off and not the other. When really you could have just put white paint on the handkerchief and just kind of <laughs> <It's true. laughs> it swiped on. it over. Yeah. That's because he doesn't take the whole thing off. No, he does just does it? a little bit and then you cut. <laughs> yeah, another exactly. Scene. But yeah, yeah that, exactly. Well, I'm thinking Burton's like, we're going to do this. We're going to do it correctly. We're doing this rad. So many I don't know if you've heard. We're, we're doing it exactly. We're doing it rad. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I like the touch, different versions of the Joker, you know, over the years, but I like the touch in this one that the nerves in his face have been severed and he yeah. can't not smile even yes. if he wants to. Okay, that's good. So it's not even the thing that he's pinned his face back permanently. It's just the I don't know. It's, I, it's, I don't. I don't know either. A, yeah, uh-huh. he's just got sores and levers and whatever he's working <laughs> with. I don't. Re- uh-huh. I don't even think that guy was a surgeon. I, I think, think he was a dog murderer. I think the fact that he's made him anything resembling a face at all is actually a miracle. That's probably so. true. Actually, yeah. Mm. Well, there was some controversy, of course, around the casting of this because they always wanted Jack Nicholson. They took an image from The Shining and just kind of coloured it like the Joker and went, this is the guy, but how are we going to get someone like Jack Nicholson for this? And then they were like, okay, but if we don't get him, how about we just take that image from the Joker and we just move <laughs> it up and down on the screen? We don't have to pay him anything. In front of the lens. It won't be as rad, but, no. but people will buy it. So they actually used Robin Williams as bait and he was famously very angry oh, about right, this. Yeah. Because he wanted the role of the Joker. I think obviously would have taken it in a more comedic and less dark direction, but who, who really knows what way he would have I mean, played who knows? it. Exactly, I think. And again, I think we've seen, we've seen Robin Williams in enough... Twisted, dare I say, yeah. twisted roles that I think maybe he would have made some like a some real meat of this. But that was something that he more was allowed to do from like one hour photo and things like, yeah, like right, that right. era. You didn't really get that kind of Robin. No, in, well, maybe we would have got it earlier. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly yeah. it. The writer of this, Sam Ham, he thought. Willem Dafoe's the, the way to go. And the quote here is... Is that what he said? Willem Dafoe's the way to go. Well, the actual quote is, <laughs> we thought, well, Willem Dafoe just looks like the Joker. <laughs> which They're is not, not incorrect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing, of course, is... Harvey Dent in this movie. Yeah, Billy Dee Williams in this movie. He was supposed to reprise the role. I've got a video on it on Tim Burton's version of Batman 3, uh-huh. which became Batman Forever. He was going to come back. They were going to do a different version of Robin. There was actually going to be Robin in this. I'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. But he, he was famously screwed out of the role to get a name like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Who was, you know, he was do, mm-hmm. at the time he was doing like The Fugitive and a bunch of stuff. I that, remember yeah. being so excited in the cinema when, when we saw Harvey Dent in this. I'm like, he's going to be too. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I think it would have been a great Two-Face. And to be fair, he has actually played Two-Face since. Oh, animated? Lego Lego Batman movie, oh, I, see, yeah, cool. I believe so. So, Vicky Vale. Oh, yeah, Kim Basinger. Which was a character. Who we called Kim Bassinger back in the day, but uh, then she got a little pronunciation tweak. And that's fine. You can yeah. call yourself whatever you want. Rafe Fines. Demi Moore. <laughs> so Sean Young was famously cast in this role. Oh, before from Kim Blade Runner. Basinger. Yeah, but uh-huh. she broke her collarbone in a practice riding scene. She fell off a horse. Oh, in Batman? No, or- this is before. This is before oh, okay, they right. started filming. So they recast it. She turned up to Tim Burton's office when he was casting for Batman Returns for Catwoman in a full cat suit. And he was like, do not let her in. Like, no. this isn't the direction I'm going to go. Oh, and no. Yeah, so. There's never, I've never heard a actor shows up at a production <laughs> office unannounced story that's ended well. Yeah, absolutely. I've yeah. never heard one. It's yeah, always it's like, like, you're too keen and we don't like and it. And well, they were never seen again. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Which pretty much is what happened to yeah. her. Yeah, she's done bits and pieces, but yeah. So the clock tower sequence. Yes. Before I get to that, how much of this movie is just set at a large set of grey steps and are they supposed to be a different set of grey steps 
Because, no, that's the Gotham steps. Okay, right. Everything happens at the Grey Steps. Because I think Gotham every steps. time they're at a Grey Steps, like at the end when he crashes the Batmobile, yeah. it's Grey Steps. There's like a press conference at the Grey Steps. There's other Grey Steps things happening. Uh huh. But I think it's supposed to be a different location. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I think good. I think Gotham is built on a series of large Grey Steps. Okay, well that makes they're sense. They're the foundations yeah. of Gotham. Yeah, but speaking of the Clock Tower, that was a sequence which they had changed close to the production of this because they weren't really sure what way it was going to end. So they end up with this pretty good Clock Tower sequence, which has Batman trudging his 140 pound. Oh, I have so many flights of stairs. <laughs> flights of stairs, yeah. I'm surprised he got there in time. Though apparently it's real time from the chop is going to be 10 minutes and it's about 10 minutes for when oh, it actually see, gets right. there. Uh-huh, so they sure. actually planned it out pretty well. Or was it just, just a coincidence? But what I also love about that is... And you can also perfectly add Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> <to that. laughs> You're good. Oh my God, a time zap just perfectly. You obviously get the, uh, you know, he fights the henchman up there and one yeah. of them is the guy who played the Predator who he famously oh, throws right. down the, the centre of the bell tower. But I love a good clown trouncing. Like, you get, we get one in it, obviously. <laughs> it's but true, just yeah. like a man who's severely outmatched because he's 65 years old. He yeah, was a bit younger right. than that at the time. Uh-huh. But just getting absolutely pummeled. It's true. What do you think about the element that they changed it so Jack Napier killed Bruce Wayne's parents? Do you think it adds something? Like I'm there's okay. a personal stakes to it, I I'm guess. okay with it in this version, and maybe it's just because that's how I saw it as a kid, but I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I guess that maybe Burton want, wanted this to be like one self-contained thing, and he was like, well, wouldn't it be some sort of poetic justice if this was the man who created him and then yes, he created sure. the other one. And But uh, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I understand why they did it, but I also think that the guy that they got to play young Jack Napier, I'm like, holy shit, that guy, just get that guy <laughs> yeah, to be the Joker. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never seen him in anything else. Yep. But he just looks like an Alex Ross painting of the Joker. He absolutely does, yeah. yeah. So how do you feel about murdering Batman in general and the way that he murders the Joker intentionally? Um, I mean, what way was that going to go? Unless he let go of the helicopter and he just kind of swung over and smacked it to the side of a building. Maybe he would have lived from that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. You know what Batman was probably hoping? Mm. That one of the Joker's legs was torn off (laughs) and then they could just follow the trail of blood across Gotham City to the Joker's final hideout where he would be arrested and taken to hospital. (laughs) Provided he hadn't run out of blood by that point. I think that's what Batman was... Well, he never explains himself like that, does he? No, that's true. I never realised this at the time, but the Joker, you know, he falls to his death. Instead of him being just a bag of blood that's exploded at the bottom, he's really indented. He's completely intact and he's just... He's just stuck in the concrete. Yeah, with uh-huh. that. that. There's something laugh really. Box. There's something really upsetting about that laugh box kind yeah, of going. That's... Like, I wonder whether he set it off on the way down. Maybe he did. Yeah. Or it's something that he's got built in him if his heart stops. I, I don't. Wasn't know. Wasn't it just a little velvet bag? Oh, is that what they did? They, yeah. But he must have switched it on. I think he switched it on the way down. There you go. Or it had like a. Maybe it's got an accelerometer in it. It's like an iPhone. <laughs> you drop be. your iPhone off the side of a building and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to talk about some stuff that didn't make it into this film, okay. if you don't mind, before right. we wrap this up. Look, can I can I just shout outs to Pat Engel as Commissioner Gordon? Oh I think he's goodness. a good Gordon. I like Robert Wall, uh, Arliss, yep. as as the uh, as as Vicky Vale's kind of sidekick. Yep, yeah, yeah he's he is fun. good. Yeah, he makes uh-huh. some good jokes. Yeah. What about you're my number one? Oh, Jack okay. Palance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, great! A whole bunch of memorable side characters, including Bob the Goon. Yeah, who's, who's a personal friend of. Uh, Jack Nicholson, actually. Oh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. But he shows up in a bunch of different stuff as well yeah, from, right. from this era, yeah. What also, about, Porkins what about, is in this from oh, Star yeah, Wars. Right. What about the bit where uh, the joke is like, Bob, gun, 
And he gives him the gun and he shoots Bob with it. Terrific. Surely you would have seen that coming, Bob. No, maybe Bob. you wouldn't. Maybe you wouldn't. Because you're mates. Yeah, and you mate. shouldn't shoot your mates. Shouldn't shoot your mates. It's true. <laughs> That's, That's right. a lesson we've learned from this. Okay, so apparently there was going to be a Robin sequence in this and it was actually scripted. Kiefer Sutherland was offered the role because oh. he was big and young at the time. You know, Physically so it big? Makes sense. Oh, about this, whatever the size he is now. He's yeah, about right. that, yeah. Uh-huh. Given that this was a Tim Burton movie, I would have really expected Batman to steal Robin out of an orphanage like as a baby. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. This but is no, mine. Yeah, but yeah. no, Keith is, Keith is Sutherland. Yeah, but you actually find this. Uh, there's a completed storyboard from the time that highlights the sequence of Robin's origin and the death of his parents, and they actually went back and got the animated series cast to voice it. Oh, I see. Yeah, which is really interesting. It's probably on the YouTubes. It is on the YouTubes. Oh. If you're watching this video, then you're looking at it right now. Oh, my yeah. God. That's about it as far as things that they cut out. We talked about the ski mask thing, didn't we? Yeah, I had we that, did. but we mentioned it earlier. We mentioned it yeah. earlier. We could not mention it straight at the bat. Yes, that's right. Off the bat. Off the bat. Mm. So uh, we did recently did Rambo 3. Stallone had some interesting things to say about this new era of movies that kicked off with Batman 89, which it really did. Like Star Wars is credited as like the first kind of modern blockbuster, but yeah. Batman was a different era again. I mean, it kicked off uh, just an incredible era of of people adapting newspaper comic strips that nobody read anymore. The Shadow. Dick Tracy. The Phantom. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so many good ones. Mm-hmm. It's weird that they went, that's the way that this should go, because it's really not. No. There's something appealing about Batman and the fact that it had stayed in the zeitgeist, which is the reason for the success behind this for movie. sure, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Stallone said, The visuals took over. The special effects became more important than the single person. I wish I'd have thought of Velcro muscles myself. I didn't have to go to the gym all those years. All those hours wedded to the Iron Game, as we call it. But as, of course, we both know now, he's done a comic book movie. Judge Dredd. Pull it to the head and Judge Dredd. But also Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, that's right, so, yeah. yeah he's, I think he's kind of he's come around on that since. But yeah, it was this different era of... The muscle-bound action hero is kind of on the way out. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Probably True Lies was probably the proper real end of that. Yeah, maybe. and even that one was quite tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, as I said before, they should make another one of these. Yeah, like same um, continuity. Yeah, Yeah, look, uh-huh. it doesn't... I know they're doing The Batman with Robin Pattinson. Sorry, Robat Battenbat, as we Thank call you. him. That's his nickname, his Batman <laughs> nickname. But I think now DC are doing these movies in di- set in different continuities and different universes, so mm. I think why... Wouldn't you come back to this? Give us a Batman Beyond yeah. movie, but set in the Burton verse. Exactly. Why not? It's an insane gothic steampunk world, but it's also the future. I love it. Everybody's Mason. got an iPad. Everybody's got an iPad. That's right. But it's the size of a 1930s TV. It's That's a right. big box that you carry. You've got to crank it on the side <laughs> like it's a Jack in the Box. Anyways, this has been Batman 89. I'd love to know what people think of this movie. Does it hold up? It's definitely of its time for me, and I've rubbished it before in the past. I don't <laughs> love these Burton Batman uh-huh. movies, but there's so much in this that's still good. It's hard yeah. for me to just dismiss it completely. You just you can't really. Yeah. Well, exactly, and it's so much sort of, whether you like it or hate it, I think there's so much iconic stuff in that this, that it's sort of carried on to the rest of the Batman adaptations. Exactly. So, And if the first time you saw it was like a grown-up, I would love to hear what you thought of it. Like, Absolutely. Does yeah. it hold up as a grown-up watching this movie for the first time? Yeah. Mm. Probably not, I'd imagine. Nah, probably not. Anyways, this has been Caravan of Garbage. We do this here every Tuesday. Please subscribe if uh, if you would like to because it helps us and you can come back and see what we're doing next week. Even if you wouldn't like to, That's please right. subscribe. Even if you're like, oh, it makes me physically this. sick <laughs> to hit subscribe. I said rad too much. It's a nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah. It would be a rad thing to do. <laughs> it would be. And, of course, if you've got a suggestion for Caravan of Garbage, a movie, a video game, a TV show, a comic, We'll bloody take a look. Leave it below. Also, we have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That comes out every Monday morning. And, of course, we have an episode on the upcoming film 
Joker. Oh, yes. I'm very interested to see how that one's going to turn Me out. Me too. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies on Twitter. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. See you guys next time. Uh, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 